I need 10,000 more thoughts and prayers, people, please. Glitter will make your balls look nicer. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that wants an exclusive podcasting relationship with you. What? You forsake all the other podcasts out there, and we promise to keep pumping these out just for you and you only. Okay. I was. I thought you were going somewhere else. I was like, well, I wanted an exclusive podcasting relationship with film stripping, but you're ready to dump them and keep moving on and just fuck everybody out I there. I never said I was going to dump them. Okay. <laughs> In a way, they kind of dumped us by getting out of the game. Okay? Yeah, they they did find something that they seemingly, for some reason, valued more than us. All right. So let, all right. having a baby is not important, like doing a podcast is. Yeah, I, I did message him the other day and said, you know, it'd be cool if maybe in the future you guys dusted off your mics and maybe let the world in on how things are going in the film stripping uh, household. And I'd be interested. Oh, the masses would be interested. The masses. The masses. <laughs> you know, I think we've had this conversation before, but just let's just be clear on the whole film stripping thing and me moving on, okay? Number one, we, we didn't move on, okay? I, I did just You can't forget your first love. I'm grieving. Right? But when your first love walks out the door, right, <laughs> and uh, and says she still wants to be friends but is not there for you anymore, are you supposed to just sit and do nothing? Or are you supposed to kind of move on with your life? you got to win them back. And you got to <laughs> at least try. You haven't even tried. Hey, it, it takes two to try. But it, <laughs> you're, So you're saying I'm barking up the wrong tree, but what if I know it's the right one, but it just takes time? You know, you only have one life to live, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I want to spend it <laughs> with film stripping. Okay, yeah, so uh, last time you uh, you texted him, um, how are things going over there? Great. Yeah, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Do, do tell. Um, they're loving raising a child. Uh -huh. It's just awesome. Yeah. He's their little blessing, mm. Erica's, <laughs> Erica's own words. Um, he loves our onesie that we sent. She even sent me a picture of him in it. So adorable. <laughs> Yeah, Chris has picked up extra hours at the office. Mm. He said he thinks about Team Jack a lot. Um, haven't really talked about you much, but I've, I've been calling him here and there. Oh, yeah? Like at least like twice a week, oh, checking okay. in. All right. Group call with hmm. him and Erica. Yeah, he hasn't mentioned that uh, as we've been talking back and forth on Instagram. But uh, well, I did. Do you, have you're you been just doing him just Instagram DMs. Don't tell Vince. Is that what's been going I've, on? I've been FaceTiming them. All the time, baby talking to their baby. It's so wholesome. Yeah. I can't see you ever baby talking to another baby. Yeah, it's not in my character trait list. Obviously, they're always going to have a place in our heart. I just uh, wish that they would get back on the mics because uh, I'm running out of patience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are Father and Son Do who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 167. Blixty seven, isn't oh that what I said? Gosh. All those 
<laughs> all those episodes ago. Did you say that at like 67? Did you call it Blixty 7? Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure that was then. Well, yeah, it's the only other. Yeah, I definitely. It was Blixty. I'm 100% certain it was Blixty, and this is our only other 67. Wow. <laughs> I finally did a callback to it 100 episodes later. Doesn't feel like it was that long ago that I did the Blixty 7 thing. <laughs> Let's travel back in time to uh, episode number 67 and see if you indeed did say Blixty 7. But we're going to cut it out so you won't know that we did that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, this is episode number 67. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just- well, every time in my head, I still try to think of something, but I, I just say wow every time. But for some reason, my brain can't do it. I'm like, Blixty 7. <laughs> I told <laughs> you to stop my, doing that. I know, but I can't help my my brain from like trying to think of something okay. while I say wow so or next, whoa. Next week, I'm just going to be like, this is episode number Blixty 8. <laughs> and then what are you going to do? <laughs> be like, great. Wow. So you remembered that. That's crazy. Yeah, I've thought about it several episodes in a <laughs> row now. So that, my brain never stops thinking of that moment because I mean, I just say, dang, or wow. Like I, I say one of the most boring reaction words you can possible every time. But like for a while there, I was trying to think of some more snazzy things or something that rhymes. Obviously, that's where Blixty 7 uh, stemmed from. But every time, every fucking time, I think of some random bullshit like that. So that was September 6, 2020. Damn. You said that. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like that long ago because I totally remember like that. After 100. But yeah, and, and 100 more episodes, be expecting your uh, annual Blixty 7 announcement. And if it doesn't happen, moviemuggin at gmail.com, mm-hmm. let me know and I will send you a movie muggin sticker. Yeah, email us Blixty 7. With a period at the end. I'm glad you remember that, though, because that, that did take me back. Back in 1967. I was born in 1969. <laughs> Dude, that means we're two episodes away from 169. Oh, shit. So that, are you going to do the song? Yeah. So two episodes from now, we will have to dust off the uh, the 69 song. Yeah, that was such so, a fun one to make. So stay tuned for that. I remember we were just sitting across from each other thinking of shit we could write in there. Uh-huh. I mean, that's what all the songs are. They're written on the spot. Neither of us ever really leave the room. No. Just from start to finish, we'll get the song, just record it right then. Although I uh, I wrote the Fart of the Week song all by myself. <laughs> it took a while. I <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of... You had to dig deep in your vocabulary mm-hmm. handbook for that one. I had the rhyming dictionary out in the, front of me. Thesaurus with all mm-hmm. the synonyms and antonyms. Yes. But I got it right. And Chris said that he's looking forward to judging the next part of the week contest, too. Yeah, he told me that when I called him the other day, yeah. Okay, okay. Yesterday I called him. Yeah, well, tell him hi next time. four hours we talked. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, stay tuned uh, two weeks from now, barring I don't die in my surgery that I'm having tomorrow. Yeah. uh, We will play the, um, the 69 song. Everyone, please, if you do us one favor ever... Thoughts and prayers, please. Thoughts and prayers, good vibes. The strongest things that humans can do is send thoughts and prayers. It's just the most effective and the most caring and compassionate. It is just a a wonderful act, and we need them. (laughs) All of them. Every thought, every prayer, Mm -hmm. 
Just every, all of it. Just focus all your thoughts on me. <laughs> well, let's talk more about that here in the lobby because it's lobby time with Vincent Jack. everybody welcome to the movie mugging lobby it's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies but i still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime ladies and gentlemen by the time you hear this i should be uh out of surgery um should because, be uh, yeah. what the, it's supposed to be like a 30 minute thing tomorrow yeah because it's this epi- it's tuesday <laughs> this episode doesn't come out till sunday yeah if, if you're in still in surgery by sunday then we got a real big problem yeah yeah, for those of you that, that are worried that I'm going to be having an operation on this golden voice or something like that, uh, no, no worries. It's just my knee. The only way it could really affect the show is if I'm not able to, to get up the stairs to the uh, Movie Muggin' podcast studio slash viewing room or over to the lobby if the elevator happens to be broke and I have to, <laughs> have to do stairs. Would you, would you pick me up from my underarms and drag me up the stairs? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I can pick you up, but... I know I wouldn't really want to drag you up the stairs because then your leg's going to be bouncing on it. Can you put me on a dolly like I'm Hannibal Lecter? But you're st- that's still going to be you standing. Uh, I could probably just throw you from the bottom all the way up. Or I could, we could do some sort of pulley system. Do the fireman carry. We just put me over a shoulder oh, and just I walk me up the stairs. That. And I, I could walk you up the stairs if you're on my shoulder, but I don't think... I could get you to my shoulder. What are we going to do if he says uh, no climbing stairs for like a month? Crawl up the stairs. I'm going to have to. I mean, I don't know. Like, we definitely need one of those fucking chairs that goes up and around, you know? It's like connected to the wall. Oh, so yeah. You sit on it and you press the button. I forgot what it was called, but I always thought they were so funny. I could just climb a rope like uh, Princess Bride. Just, you... just pull myself up. Oh, <laughs> So I'm just having some uh, meniscus repair. It shouldn't be a big deal. I don't plan on missing out on uh, on any future episodes. But uh, yeah, your 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 thoughts and prayers they are uh, they are welcomed because and thoughts and prayers cure all, as we know. <laughs> they really do. Anything bad happens, thoughts and prayers we need makes to it go away. Create a Facebook page for Movie Muggin just to receive even some extra thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure that's where the vast majority of thoughts and prayers are sent on Facebook. That would be wonderful. I think we should put on our website, are you sending me thoughts and prayers? And just have a box that they can just go there and, and <laughs> check. check it. Every time they're sending a thought or a prayer our way, they should just go check the box. And that way it'll have a little, and it'll have a little counter underneath it. And that way we'll know. Look at all the thoughts and prayers that we have right now. That's a lot. We're going to need a little bit more because the requirement for this surgery is 10,000, and we only have 9,842. Wow, now you're sounding like a fucking televangelist. (laughs) I need 10,000 more thoughts and prayers, people, please. i got to meet my my thoughts and prayers quota for the month. So, yeah, thanks for your thoughts and prayers that we will not get until after the surgery is over. (laughs) But since thoughts and prayers make everything better, they are appreciated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what do you say we get into a little uh, Ask Jack? Uh, uh, uh. Let, let me just jerk off for like just a second. No. <laughs> please don't, Jack. Please don't. Not in here. No, please don't. Uh, all right, this question comes from, uh, oh, your buddy, Chris, over at the Film Stripping Podcast. Yeah, I it, mean, I don't know what questions I've left unanswered. We've kind of hit everything over the hours of our phone calls and everything. Yeah, did he mention that he uh, sent one in for you? 
No, I guess no? he wanted it to be a surprise. Okay, well. <laughs> all right, so this comes from uh, co-captain Chris from the Film Stripping Podcast, or what once was the Film Stripping Podcast. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what's your Mortal Kombat finishing move? Oh, I mean, the classic grab them by, like, their head or neck, wherever they do it, and then rip them out with their spine and everything. That's a good one. And that's the main one, I guess. So just rip their head off and their spine is dangling. Yeah, that's cool. But I guess it sounds like he might want me to make, like, a custom one. Yeah, that would be my guess. I've always liked, and this isn't custom either, but the punch a hole in their chest and bring your hand out with their heart and boom, 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 boom. And then they look, but, and then they fall to their knees. Yeah, but maybe you could put a twist on it, like fart on it. You just uh, pull it out, and you're like, <laughs> no, no, I, I have a take very, a shit on it, I, <laughs> piss on it, I, and then put it back in. Mm-hmm. I have a, a good Jack one, so maybe mine, I can like do whatever the crouch, crouch, left, right, square combo. It does the fatality music. And I grab them, and we teleport to a storage unit, and I just do all sorts of things to them. Like, uh, I shut the door, and the camera is outside, and you just hear, like, drilling, and there's smoke coming out, and, like, the screen is shaking and everything. Like, there's, like, bright lights, like, zapping, and then I open the door, and they're just so fucked up. Like, there's a drill stuck in their head. There's, like, obviously fucking car batteries and clips stuck to them. I give them a jump start. Just uh, everything I've ever said I would do to like a movie character in a storage unit I've just done to them. Like you just see all their toenails and fingernails on the ground <laughs> with like some like a pair of pliers next to them. Like just all, all sorts of funny just movie mugging Easter eggs in there like that. I feel like that's the number one. And I feel like that's not that far off because I bet a scorpion you can bring someone to hell for a uh, a fatality. So it only makes sense that I can bring someone to my storage unit, you know? I like it a lot. I, I I think that's... I like it. That's the number one. You know what makes it work even more? What? The fact that you are now officially growing a mullet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I think just uh, teleporting there with you with the mullet and then shutting the door, I, I think that just works better somehow. Yeah, and I, it would be one of those, like, crappy chairs that's just, like, tornado food. You know what I'm talking about? The white ones with, like, the slots in the back. Like uh, where it'll be a video, someone will be sitting in one, and somebody will kick one of the legs off one mm-hmm. of those chairs. Yeah, will be sat in or a wooden chair. Yeah, and you'll you'll see the person's face too as I close the door. Still, will you uh, pull out their heart and throw it on the ground and blow a snot rocket on it or something? <laughs> that would be very mulletish okay. of me to blow a snot rocket on. Yeah. It. So you want to talk any more about your decision to uh, officially grow a movie mug and mullet? Movie mug and mullet. I got MM shaved into the side of my head. Um, Why did you decide to grow a mullet, Jack? Well, because I had long hair once upon a time a few months ago. I wanted to get a mullet. People were telling me to get a mullet, and I was like, yes, I'm down for that. But one day, like I, I was really thinking about just shaving it, and it was making me sad. And I was like, that doesn't fly with me. Like, why? why does my hair have that kind of hold over my emotions and stuff like that I wouldn't shit like I didn't like it I got tired of it but and then the fact that I wouldn't shave it off even though I didn't like it because I would be sad I was like fuck you fuck you and I was like I got home from work that day and I was like I am shaving my head and then it, it 
came down to it, and I was like, <sighs> so I just turned the clippers on and went straight down, and I had a smile on my face immediately. I was so happy. Evil smile. And, <laughs> and then I was sad after because I was like, well, whatever. So I've shaved it a few more times since then, and then I, I realized my dream. So now I have a mullet in the works. Mm-hmm. I have like the training bra of mullets, yes. is what I said, mm-hmm. um, because my hair wasn't like the perfect length. But but keep in mind, the mullet will be on Jack's Mortal Kombat fighter for sure. Yes, for sure. I don't know what I'll be wearing. Probably black shorts, black shirt, like usual. I was thinking uh, overalls without a shirt. <laughs> that, that could be one of my <laughs> would match your costumes. mullet a little more. Because everyone has like four or five alternate yeah. costumes. You're, I'll have your home and away jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that one. Or maybe when you get transported to the storage unit, then you'll change outfits into <laughs> a trucker cap, the overalls without a shirt on. I just thought of something really good and added detail. So when I turn, I'm in my overalls with no shirt, no no shoes or socks, just bare feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue denim, obviously. Is there any other kind? And Yeah, but not for me. And then I have like one of those welders hats on <laughs> and so I, I push it down i'm yep. smiling i push it down and then i shut the door mm-hmm. and then it does all that stuff and i'm trying to think of like what the screams would be like because there needs to be screams and i keep thinking of the tom scream from tom and jerry yeah <laughs> i'm thinking of adding some of those and yeah that person's knees would be <laughs> the wrong way all their Fingernails, toenails gone. They'd be electrocuted. All right. Before you need to yeah. put a, a a pillow over your lap, let's uh, <laughs> okay. Let's end this. And that was S. Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Let me, let me just jerk off for like just a second. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you so much for sending in a a question for Jack. It had been a while since we've heard from Chris or Erica. As far as that goes, Erica did send in one also. But I gave Jack a choice earlier who he wanted one from, and he's like, Chris, for sure. Why would that I pick Erica's? not true. So I'll, I'll see if I can talk him into it at some point, Erica, him doing yours. But, man, he turned up his nose at, at the possibility of that so quick. The last one with the loofah? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I think her last one that... Uh, Is that the burp glitter one? Yeah, which I don't think we've ever played. I haven't recorded, (laughs) and I don't think we've ever released that. Yeah. Because it's like uh, two minutes long. It was an interesting, Mm -hmm. very open-ended, thought-provoking question. Well, you know what? I know. (laughs) End of story. You know what? That's the answer. No, I don't want to burp glitter. You know what? Fuck it. I got it. I'll just go ahead and put it in right now. Double Ask Jack episode. If you, You can't even call that a Double Ask Jack. That's an Ask Jack and a... Shitty question. Damn. <laughs> wow. It came from a good place. We don't care how shitty the question is. Uh, hey, Jack's the, word's not mine. I, I will answer we, it always. We appreciate any question that we get. <laughs> hey, but come on. And I will never say, like Jack just did, that they're shitty. Yeah, I think ever. you prefaced it with this one's not that great. <laughs> Would never have done that. Hey, Jack. Would you rather fart glitter or burp glitter? Burp. And that what? <laughs> uh, why, you might ask? Well, because if I fart glitter, it's going to get on my pants and my balls are going to be super glittery because it's not like it's going to stick to the back of my underwear. It's going to roll down and pile up under my nuts. But, but glitter. If I, if I burp glitter, I can like bend over and just burp on the ground. 
towards the ground. But glitter will make your balls look nicer because balls are fucking ugly. Glitter is just going to make something that has a potential to be uncomfortable even more uncomfortable. Glitter is one of the worst things ever. Yeah, it gets everywhere. I think it can look good in like makeup, like on the eyeshadow or whatever. But anywhere else, like I'm good because they just like they get everywhere. It's like that zebra hat. That we had with the the pink furry oh, outline. Oh, yeah, the feathers. That shit was everywhere. It was a fake pimp hat. And I, <laughs> yeah, I can't stand that shit. Because, of course, we'd have a fake pimp hat. But fuck. Like, I, I hate when there's just, like, stuff you can't get off you. You can, you can wipe at it as much as you want, but it's going to either stay right there or transfer to your finger. It would, uh, you, you know how, like, uh, paint huffers... They they get like paint all over their their mouths because they're <laughs> huffing the paint. Yeah. So we would be able to tell who the uh, the fart sniffers are. <laughs> well, uh, and if people if I chose to do the fart sniffing, or <laughs> the the fart glitter, I mean, the, the fucking barb glitter that'd be so much better. I guess you could choose either, but for like public access, like <laughs> when you're out in public, it's going to be easier uh, and more comfortable for it to be a glitter burp. Rather than a fart, you're gonna have to shake your leg out, <laughs> go down your pants. Oh, so, uh, so burp final answer? Yes. All right. And that was S Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Ah, stinks, man. All right. So I watched a movie with your mom the other night, uh, Uncharted, mm-hmm. starring uh, Tom Holland and Marky Mark. Had one of the dumbest chase scenes I've ever seen in a movie. What, like what? Was it better than the uh, Born Identity Mini Cooper chase? <laughs> like, that's one of the... I haven't seen that part in a long time. Did I say best or worst that I've <laughs> ever seen? <laughs> you said worst. Okay. But I, I don't remember how good it is. Like, I, I don't actually remember the chase much of in the Mini Cooper, but I remember it being, like, the best thing I'd ever fucking seen when I watched it. As far as car chase scenes go, the uh, the Bourne series has some fan-fucking-tastic ones. I love Matt Damon uh, just for those uh, three movies. Uncharted does not subscribe to those kind of chases. So they're they're going after some gold, like Magellan's gold or something like that. Okay. One of those conquistador guys who supposedly got some gold but didn't end up taking it back. So they end up finding his two abandoned ships. Like there, there's two different groups that are looking for him. You got the bad guy group and then you got the good guy group or whatever. So they find these ships that have been missing since like the 1500s or something like that. It's just some ancient bullshit. Yeah. And so the bad people, they get these big transport helicopters and they put these ropes and netting like underneath these wooden ships. How? Like to cradle it. And then they, okay. they pull up straight up from the cave and somehow they pull up like both at the same time, basically. Okay. Tom Holland and Marky Mark are on one of them. Okay, and so the bad guys are, are taking away these these ships. So you got one helicopter holding a ship, and then you got the other helicopter holding the ship. Well, Marky Mark climbs up the rope and kicks the people out of the helicopter because he used to be a helicopter pilot, and then he uh, of takes course. off. And so you got one helicopter carrying a ship, chasing another helicopter carrying a ship, and they're weaving in and out of all these little mountains in the water and stuff. And it was How just like this. How could that ever be like I know. And it's like, this is the stupidest fucking chase scene I've ever seen in my entire a, life. A helicopter chase? Wait, like, what, if there's guns, it makes it a little bit better. But like the only kind of chase I'm down for is on foot or in a car. 
or motorcycle, whatever, something like that. Because then it's really fast-paced. You're really weaving in and out of traffic. Or say like you're you're running and the guy's behind you and it keeps showing the, the clip of like you see their head in the crowd and you're like, fuck, got to go faster. Like how do you even race when you're carrying that precious cargo too? Like <sighs> I, I used to play one of the games and the games are cool. The games, um, it's like playing a Tomb Raider game basically. It's interesting and it's fun. And I figured a movie would be pretty good. Good from the standpoint of action equals good, story equals bad, but still fun to watch. Unknown caller. Oh. Do it, do it. And if you want. Service contract. Seems like the time to renew or extend your service contract has expired or will be expiring shortly. If you would like to keep coverage or extend it, press 8 to speak to a customer service agent and go over options. Press the number 9 if you are declining. Hello, this is Nika calling from the vehicle service department. Can you state the year? Meet and Mike. Did you did, did you say hello? The, yeah, hello. Can you hear me? Hello. The year, make, and model of your vehicle, so we can update your file. Yeah, it's a, a 2001 Toyota Tacoma. How many miles on that vehicle, sir? I think uh, 139,000. 139,000. Yeah. Okay. Can you also verify your zip code? Verify my what? Your zip code, sir. My dick size. Your zip code. My dick size. It's about like hard or soft. <laughs> I, uh, it's so cringeworthy. I can't even look. I, I know. Have my eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> and then, uh, so, am I going to get the coverage or not? 139,000 miles down. <laughs> <sighs> and she's like, your zip code. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she even repeat anything after hearing my dick size? I don't know. She thought you were that stupid? <laughs> she should immediately know that you said fucking dick size <sighs> on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come up with dick size? Just, spur of the moment. <laughs> and then you went, you started breaking up when I he know. said soft or hard. <laughs> You see what you get? You see what you get when you fucking call me while I'm recording an award-winning podcast episode of Movie Muggin? You see what you get? You see? You get sexually harassed over the phone. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. And your illegal scams. <sighs> it's so funny. You, you would not look at I me at all. I have my hand over my mouth and I'm looking to the side like, uh, <sighs> man. It's been a long time coming, too. I know. You've answered know. multiple times on the air. I don't know yep. if they've ever made it. No, because it hasn't... Yeah, it's never panned out. Mm -hmm. They've bailed out. But that one, it said... I knew as soon as it said, or to talk to a customer service, I was like, he's going to press that number. <laughs> and then, <laughs> boom. <sighs> she answered fast. Yeah. Well, she thought she was about to scam somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Zip code... Dick size, I guess it sounds decent enough. Mm -hmm. And then we both started laughing. I didn't know. And she hung up. Uh, all right, where were we? Uh, the chase scene. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a terrible chase scene. And and really the movie all around, it was one of those movies like 
it had a little bit of national treasure-ness to it. It had a little bit of Da Vinci Code to it, you know, where they're, they're trying to put together all these clues, mm-hmm. but they're all going together way too easy. It's like, okay, we have this, and oh, look right there. It goes right there, you know? Yeah. Just so they can move on with the action. And then there's this ridiculous scene where there's like a, a cargo plane, and it's let out all this cargo, but it's still like... There's like netting and then like a cargo box and then a little more netting and then like another cargo box or something. And Tom Holland is is running up it as oh it's, I as it's like I think airborne. that was in the trailer. <sighs> um, in Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. I know. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, I, I saw it in theaters. He's running up the falling rocks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Legolas or Legolos, whatever. He's fucking yeah. The bridge was crumbling. Yeah. I remember I I was thinking in my head like woohoo, it's a me a Mario. <laughs> like, it, was, it was fucking bullshit. Like who thought that was a good idea? Like who let that pass? I mean, I guess once a series like Star Wars per se or Lord of the Rings just keeps going, it eventually the quality control just yeah goes down the shitter. You know? Sure, why not? Yeah, it's like well, who cares. I knew going into Uncharted that it was not going to be like a great movie. Like I wasn't yeah. going to be like, oh man, this was the best thing ever. So I went into it with, uh, I, I pretty much know what this is going to be. And I just hope it's entertaining. A corny and action movie. It was somewhat entertaining, but but overall, meh. Would you recommend people watch it? You know, if you're into some kind of like action-y, adventure-y, just, just know that it's cheesy. Just know that you pretty much figure out what's going to happen just know that it's going to have a lot of unbelievably ridiculous action sequences. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 worth a watch, I guess. So won't be watched on here, know mm-hmm. that much. It's actually what I'm picking today. Imagine, you just talked all that crap about it, and then I'm like, well... I wouldn't have doubted that it would have made your list at some point. Yeah, I mean, it would it's, have made sense to me. It's got list. Tom Holland and Marky Mark. and Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I like them too. All right, you got anything else for the lobby? What do you think? Uh, probably not. Anybody else want to call during the lobby? <laughs> Anybody? I still do need a warranty on my car. Extra coverage, please. Mm-hmm. On my, what what year did I say? 2001 Toyota Tacoma. Is that a pretty good 139,000 miles for a 2001 Toyota Tacoma? Is that I feel that like about, it would be more. I just feel like it would be more. Because we had uh, the like 05 CRV had around that. It was a panic guess. But it was just it didn't matter. It no, I guess it. To say. I guess it didn't. They're not listening to that part anyway. No. So anybody else want to call? Going once. I could still use fifty percent off my AT and T bill. Anybody? <laughs> anybody? No. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's movie. Okay, so today's movie came out in 2015. It's rated R. Runtime of one hour and 36 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an eight percent. Uh, while the audience gave it a 40%. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Jack's back, baby. Uh, IMDb gave it 5.7 out of 10 stars. Even they know it sucked. Mormon mothers tell us that a woman swims in a bikini and that there is violence throughout. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Jack pick. Yeah. This movie is called Hitman Agent 47. <laughs> Gosh. Based on the video game? Yeah, so there's two. There's one that came out in 07, and there's this one. Why did you pick this one? Oh, it's newer, and... Had a woman in a bikini? I'm expecting it to just be fun. I'd be lying if I said I expected that at this point. What? 
then it's going to be fun. Well, I mean, it, 8% is pretty bad. That's awful, man. But Wow, Jack. Okay. It'll be fun. What is it? Hitman Agent 47? Yeah. <laughs> Agent 47 is the name of the bald guy with the barcode. I even feel like they could have come up with a cooler number. Like 47. Yeah, that's a good one. What, yeah. what would you suggest? 88 would have been cooler. 87 would have been cooler. 86. 85. But do you know what 86 is in, in restaurant terms? To 86, something means that you don't have it anymore. Uh-huh. So Agent 86 would have been much better. Okay. Not only will I 86 those uh, tomatoes on your sandwich, I'll, uh, I'll 86 whoever you need me to 86. And like he works in a fucking Chili's, and people go hey. in, can I help you today? And you're like, uh, yeah, can you sit me in table number 86? And they'll be like, mm-hmm. All right, come straight here to the back. And then he'll come out with, uh, like, he's a waiter. And he'll be like, can I take your order? And you'll just give him an address and, like, a description of the person. And uh, say, I, I, need this, front. I need this 86th. And he'll be like, I'm your man. See? Already a better movie. Already better than 8% of people would like this movie. Okay. If you say so. I do say so. And the listeners agree. It's been decided. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. You look like you've already given up. I haven't. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really worried about okay. it. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2015's Hitman colon, Agent 47. You forgot to mention the colon when you said we were watching this. Because you don't have to say it. All right, let me give it the 50-cent tour. This movie is about a guy who can build armies of hitmen uh, genetically. Like, he's got some kind of DNA coding that can build them to where they won't love, they won't have any kind of, like, affection and stuff like that. Or they're fear. Yeah, they're, they're just trained killers. Um, he realizes that, you know what, this is a pretty shitty thing I'm doing, so he, like, closes down his lab or whatever and runs off. Uh, so you got 30 years later or something like that. There's another company called the syndicate who is looking for him because they've tried to make these, uh, hitmen clone people as well, but they're, they just can't quite find the, the missing ingredient to their recipe. And the godfather has it. Yeah. But he's been missing for a long time, so they can't find him. But what they do find is somebody who matches, I guess, some biological traits with him. So what they did, they had a picture. My fifty cent tour. Just well, they had, they had a picture brief. of the guy in a car with his daughter, uh-huh. and they used some sort of simulation to see what she would look like mm-hmm. as an adult. And then they had a certain amount of matches, and like we have a match in Germany, and that's the only place where the face matched with someone who I guess had been spotted on CCTV, and it turned that's his daughter, the Godfather guy's daughter. So they want her. So, yes, they believe that they have found his daughter, and by finding her, she can lead them to him, and mm-hmm. they can extract that information from him and then build their super army. So they try to track her down. Uh, you got Agent 47, the hitman, one of the, the bald guys with the UPC code on the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you could take him to Target and scan it and see how much he costs. Yeah, to see what it rings up as. Yeah. Like, what even would the item be? <laughs> just the hitman like some trident gum or something yeah. like <laughs> so you have that hitman who's chasing after her you think to kill her kind of like a terminator yeah and then you have this other guy who has been in a bunch of movies we'll, we'll talk about him in a little like bit zachary quinto i think his name is yeah he like saves her 
that from him. That guy's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, come with me, do everything I say, and you'll live. But he actually works for the syndicate, and he's trying to... Trick her just so he can get to her dad. Yeah. And so Hitman 47 ends up being, like, a good guy trying to, to help her. Well, find out that she is also one of those uh, clone agents as well. That she's number the, 90. Yeah. So she's... Really advanced. Yeah, she has even more intuition than these other hitmen and stuff, and more more powers, uh, supposedly. So they do end up going and finding the dad, and then the syndicate comes in, and then you have a big battle at the end, and uh, the syndicate does not get the information they needed. In fact, they get dead. They get fucked, yeah. yeah. All right, let's see what the internet has to say, if you needed any more information than what I just gave you. Genetically engineered from conception to be the perfect killing machine... He's the culmination of decades of research endowed with unprecedented strength, speed, stamina, and intelligence, known only as Agent 47. His latest target is a corporation that plans to unlock the secret of his past to create an army of killers even more powerful than him. With the help from a young woman, the elite assassin confronts revelations about his own origins in an epic battle with his deadliest foe. All right, so this movie had a strong opening. You fell asleep. Oh, no, this this movie was bad through and through. I don't I don't know. I I've, I was tired, okay? My monster hadn't kicked in yet. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I had to get a monster for this episode because uh <laughs> yeah, you should have seen or and heard me at the start of this thing uh before. Well, we went out and had a a big breakfast for oh, lunch. Oh. Yeah, I had biscuits and gravy. With a side of biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yeah, I did. Get, he really yeah. did that. He's I, like, I'll take the biscuits and gravy with a side of biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yeah, so I had an extra biscuit. <laughs> Well, the biscuits and gravy you got... It was, was one biscuit sliced in half, and I was like, that doesn't do it for me. Well, but they threw gravy on there, ones. then they threw two eggs on there, and, and then they threw some cheese and on there. And I had there. a hash brown. Yeah. And then I had another biscuit and gravy. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I go big when I get breakfast. Yeah, you really do. You really um, do. Yeah, So was he was fucked. Yeah, he was food coma. And, and we got recliners, so I was like leaned way back. I was like, if I drift off... Well, I don't care. I, I kind of want to. But I thought the opening was good. I thought it opened really, really strong. I, I hate the gunshot sounds in this movie. They were terrible. They might as well have just not been there. They, they were can't so, all be John Wick. But, the, but they were so quiet. And they also sounded like, chew. Like they had like some of that noise like in it. Well, don't assassins want to be quiet when they're killing people? He didn't use He used a silencer for one shot. And it was to shoot the, the driver of the car at the very beginning. I don't know why he put a silencer on for that. Because it looked cooler? And yeah, I guess. But I don't know. The gunshots sounded bad and the the fighting. And John Wake 3 was on the TV last night. So it's I didn't even think about that until we started watching this movie. It immediately ruined it for me. Like, really? John Wick? You is, watch like 10 minutes of that. And Yeah, but if you're going to watch a... The whole thing with the dogs, that was like a five-minute like gunfight showdown. And if you want to see gunfights in a movie, watch John Wick because they've captured some sort of magic there that I feel like no other movie is going to have. With the double tap to the chest and then a shot in the head right after and the blood sprays and just the blood in that movie is good. In this movie, everything seemed a lot more choreographed. Like in John Wick, it's clearly very choreographed. Clearly. But it's more fluid. Like, in this movie, it, it feels like they could have done, like, five more takes and gotten a better version, but they left it a little rough around the edges. I don't know. It, and the movie just wasn't likable. The acting was all terrible. It, it was just like a John Wick wannabe, you know, like a crappy clone. 
no pun intended with this whole clone situation. But yeah, the opening, it, it was strong. He killed people, but I don't know. I didn't find it to be good. I was disappointed. I fully expected to sit down and watch a piece of shit, but the beginning I thought was so strong, it kind of had me. I was like, okay, let's let's see where this goes. But I, I've also like watched, I've never played Hitman, but I've watched lots of stuff and it's it's really cool. And I wished it was more like the game. Like I, I didn't expect to feel like that. But you haven't even played the game. But I've watched a lot. So like it's, it's some of the gadgets he has are like a little bit ridiculous. Like he has a rubber ducky and you can like place it somewhere, throw it and an officer guard or whatever will go pick it up. But it's a bomb. So like you can set up all these things. He, he carries coins so you can hide in a bush and flick it into the road or past somebody and they'll go grab it like distraction stuff like I could do that. I, I, Come yeah, on, but like, really you need a hitman to do that? But it's just like it, pull that off though in real life to flick it and they're like gonna see where it came from and they'll turn and they'll see you hiding in a fucking bush. <laughs> He's really cool. He can take off a shoe and throw it at somebody and hide behind a door. But I mean it was in <laughs> I don't know, but you in the games like there's all this stealth and there's like, you can almost do like Rube Goldbergs of how to kill people. I think that would have been cool. And I don't like how he kind of took second stage to the chick. Like this is called Hitman Agent 47. Why isn't he the main character? And why do you get halfway through the movie and you're like, oh, this girl's Agent 90. So she's like 30 times or 30 more agents advanced than he is. So she's so much better than him. It's like, why? Like, I, I wanted to see Hitman Agent 47 for Agent 47. I wanted to see him yeah. posting up in a like a parking garage and shooting somebody important outside of an embassy and then getting away. I wanted to see him infiltrating places and shooting like a certain person and then also killing a guard and then dressing as the guard and leaving, which that kind of happened. Yeah, we did see some of that. But it was crappy. I was not happy with the way they did it. I, I enjoyed the beginning. I loved it when he threw people down and they, they like hit stair railings, yeah, the, the they, thud they, and the way well, the bodies looked on that. I yeah. was really I was really surprised how much I was digging it at the very beginning. I like For I was an eight percent movie. Yeah, like I, I was in. I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna give it a bad score. Like it wasn't I was not entertained, but at the same time I was entertained. It was a very long hour thirty six, I'd say, but it's always nice watching people get shot in movies, I guess. So that automatically keeps it from being that bad of a score. One thing that I did dislike was the guy that we talked about earlier. He was uh, he was a bad guy in the in the show Heroes, uh, which the first season of Heroes, the TV show, was fucking outstanding. Then they fucked it up, right? Yeah, I think his name might have been Cyrus. And then you said he was the Bear Jew. Yeah, from uh, Inglorious Bastards. And been in a couple things. I think he's a good bad guy, but he did not work in this at all for me. He He's not he doesn't look like a tough guy. He's not a badass. He's not a tough guy. Except for Inglorious Bastards. I loved him in that. He just beat the shit out of a Nazi with a fucking a bat. Well, yeah, but anybody can do that. I just don't think he belonged in this movie. Yeah. Every time that it should he have was, been somebody else. Every time that he was fighting Agent 47 or whatever. And he started getting the best of him. It was like, no, man, it just, there's no fucking way. It just did not, it did not look right. So, but then again, Hugh had to cast him for two roles 
the big bad guy or the big bad enforcer of the big bad guy, but also the I'm here to rescue you. Like, please just do anything I say. Like, trust me. Like, you're going to live. I'm, I'm going to protect you. He was terrible at that, too. Uh, but I, I would say he's better casted for that than the enforcer. But what I, this is leading me to is who do you think should have been that role instead of him? They can play the compassionate savior and also the douchey, snobby bad guy So it needs to know that he's better than you. In one of the Mission Impossibles, I think it was, uh, is it um, Jim Caviezel or John Caviezel? Or he played, he played Superman at one point? John Cavill. John Cavill. Yeah, he, he, he did Man of Steel. He was a Geralt of Rivia um, in The Witcher. Oh, no, it's Henry Cavill. It's not John Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible 3 or Fallout or something like that. He played also an agent like Tom Cruise who was on Tom Cruise's side but was also double-crossing him at the uh-huh. same time. And he just that's that's a picture of him there. He Oh, I he, he was great like that. He was fucking awesome in that movie. Fucking awesome. I think I've seen a clip of that movie or something cuz him and that look looked very familiar. Yes, and there's a great clip of him in that movie where he and Tom Cruise are, are fighting a guy, and he just like takes off his jacket and just comes at him, and he's just, Henry Cavill's a big dude. Yeah, so I think he would have been badass in that role. The guy that got to play it sucked. He was a terrible actor. It was just it was bad, and, real real bad. And Henry Cavill, he could totally play both sides. Exactly. Um, so that's my answer. Also, I hope in that movie that. At least at one point, they were both holding a gun towards someone, and Henry Cavill just turned and started pointing at Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's always the best whenever you find out or whenever the main character finds out about the betrayal in a situation like that. I'm like, fuck, I went from I'm on top to I'm screwed right now. But, yeah, he's great. He he makes for a great badass. He's awesome. But yeah, I, I have man crush on him a little bit. I was almost named Henry. And I've always you hated. were not almost named Henry. Uh, Henry was almost part of my name. It was never almost part of your name. Your mom pushed for it and pushed for <laughs> it, and I was like, no. But it was still there. The fact that I could have in a, some universe have Henry as my first or middle, I, I've always hated that. But him, he he would be the reason I'd like hold on to. Like, all right, it's not that bad. Yeah, he wears it well. I got Henry Cavill. So you know what I would like to see? Remember the uh, the number two guy and the gentleman, uh, Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, the one who Fletcher was in uh, yes. interviewing? Yeah, I would love to see a movie with him and Henry like being two badasses, going out and doing stuff. That'd be cool. Oh my gosh. Hollywood, if you're listening, and I know you are, put those two <laughs> together and, and put together something for them, man. That shit will, will kill. And, and here's, here's what I guarantee, Hollywood. We will do an episode on it, okay? Yeah. So if, uh, if even more publicity for uh-huh, the movie, uh huh. So if you didn't have an incentive to already do it, now you got a big one. Um, Cavill's got to have the mustache like he did in, in Fallout. See, I want that mustache. And then Charlie has to look exactly like he did in The Gentleman. Nobody's getting past those two. Man, the the I loved when in The Gentleman when they want the phone because there was video of the kid falling and dying mm-hmm. and. He's chasing them, and they're all like starting to sort of gang up on him. Yeah, and he opens his trench coat. Yep. And he has a fucking MP5, <laughs> and he just sprays it in the air like phone. Yep. Now, 
and they give him the phone. Fuck yeah, dude. I just imagine those two in a movie, and it makes my zip code grow. <laughs> Your zip. Fuck you. What a good callback. <laughs> yes, definitely. But the guy that was in it sucked. Put Henry Cavill in it. But Henry Cavill, he's not going to slum to a movie like this. Yeah, he's above that. Exactly. But damn, man, I really want to see those two in a movie together. That would be awesome. If it's already happened and you just want to blow my mind, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Let me know because Lord knows I'm too lazy to look it up. Yeah. So a lot of this movie was the hitman number 47 was trying to protect the guy's daughter. Katia. Which is actually Agent 90 yeah. or whatever. She had no idea. Trying to get her safely back to her dad for what reason exactly? Why was he helping her to get back to dad? Okay, so it came out at the end after the helicopter blew up with her dad and the big bad in it. He was using her, like she was one of his targets. He was supposed to kill her. He was supposed to kill the big bad and he was supposed to kill her. And he used her to get closer to the big bad so he could finish that contract. Because he always finishes his contracts, but... Whenever he threw his phone off the building, when she was like, okay, how about contract two? 47, contract two. And th- that was Katya. But he was like, you're free, go. Which he showed some love and compassion. And there were siblings. If You caught that. I'm yeah, yeah. Stupid. It's your brother. And how are, how are you siblings? There's none of you. You don't share any DNA. Yeah. I guess maybe they do. They're both agents. Yeah. Think he put They're a little test little, tube babies. Think he threw a little jizz in there? Because they supposedly looked alike, right? right they now. did not look alike at all. He looked like an alien to me. But if you were like a crazy doctor who could grow this army from, from scratch, wouldn't you want a little bit of your DNA in all the badasses out there in the world? Just be like, man, yeah, there's a little bit of me in those people who can go out and fucking no. get shit done. No. You wouldn't jerk off in a couple of tubes? No. Why? I don't know. I just really? I don't see any point. What If I could have fathered a if, badass, I would have. If the, Instead of what if, I got. Fuck you. If the only point of putting your jizz in it is not to give it any sort of trade or anything, that is just to be like, hey, and you made it either way. Maybe they look a little bit like me, though. And I, I could be proud. Every time there's a hit, you I could... You could be proud anyway because you made it. And you can take just as much credit for the, the badass contracts that your agents do if you didn't come in the test tube. That might throw off the formula anyway. What if I just want to come in a test tube and there's not and another do test what tube... With it? There's not another test tube available at the moment. I just think that I would want to add a little bit of me... Then pluck into, a hair. Into the badasses. Then pluck a hair. I don't think that works as well. There's DNA in your hair. I think it's got to be your jizz. What if there's the, the test tube is like really full, and so you can't jizz in it or else it'll overflow, spilling your precious clone fluid? Well, I'll, I'll spray some of my jizz in there anyway, and you know, we'll just see what's the tougher. You'll, you'll put it in like a spray bottle and like <laughs> sp- just spritz it on the top or what? What, when you come, you don't say, here, I'm spraying? Is that well, just me? But, but it won't you won't it won't spritz in a fine mist, you know, it's real gloopy. So if you put it in a spray bottle and you it'll do a fine mist where some of it will just rest on the top 
of the full test tube. The rest is on the keyboard next to it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if you tried to come in a full test tube, it's going to overflow, you know, yeah, displacement I, and all that. I know, I know. So you, if you spritz it, that won't displace anything, and technically it will still... We'll still have some in there. It's gross. It'd have to be diluted. You you can't just spit some of that. I wonder how it would work. No, moviemugging at gmail.com. Let us know. I'm sure people have put their cum in a spray bottle before. I heard it's good for plants. You just kind of... Where did you hear that? Your tomatoes just aren't growing very well. You go out there and you just kind of do a You got to eat those. (laughs) So I I know there's, there's hitmen out there in the world. Yeah. I know like you can find them on the dark web or something like that. And it's like, hey, I, I got I got I got somebody I need out of my life. What do you need? And it's like five grand. But they're they're just guys who are willing to do shit. Other than like in Russia and places like that where I feel like they probably have a school for like those type of hitmen. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's anything in the United States like that that they just have like in John Wick and like in this movie, well, there's already a mark on them or whatever. There's already a contract on them. Like, do you think there's people out there that that do get little texts on their phones or something that, that say, hey, I need this person dead and that they are these group of people who are highly trained um, with, with all types of weapons. They have multiple passports or whatever. Do you, I mean, do you think there's a yeah. subset of people out there that that's really their life and what they do for a living? I mean, for example, the U.S. government has them. Auditors, just like in nobody. You really believe that that there's somebody that they have that that will, that will just do whatever uh-huh. as long as they get their payday. Fuck yeah. So you think the U.S. government? But you, like, I'm I'm pretty sure that's just true. I mean, the U.S. government's probably like one of the dirtiest things. You know, like by far. Like, yes. Why wouldn't they? I, I mean, there's obviously the mob, but, but, they, but the mob has or all the mobs. Have some people? They're they're more like in, gangsterish. Yeah, though. they're more kind of like the enforcer type hitmen that'll like yeah like. But you're talking suit and tie, like Sonny the Bull, Granado, or something. I'm sure. Not necessarily even suit and tie, just but formal, like a real deal. Not like oh, I'm a, a mob gangster or. I work for the government kind of guy, like, but just like a contract killer. Yeah, like that's their job. Yeah. Like Leon I mean, the Professional. I, I bet there is. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of companies that are into money laundering, and they have all these connections, and if they need one of their connections silenced, or else their whole operation goes under and people are going to jail for decades, you know? They need somebody to call for, for when that happens. I'm sure plenty of them just get caught and go down. But I'm sure there's been plenty, plenty of times where they ask around or they, they find out where they can hire somebody to kill who they need to be killed. Yeah. Like, there's no way that doesn't exist. No, like, I- that's such a vanilla concept of the world pay someone to kill someone else like that's obviously a thing yes and 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 lots of different degrees too like the the really shitty ones go on the corner hey can you kill this guy for me and then graduated all the way up to this person like works for the government and to anyone there they don't even have a personality no ssn no anything you know like completely wiped off the face of the earth they only exist to do this for us and like they're fake identities in real life. Yeah, I have no doubt that there are senators out there who have people on their team who have people on their team who have people on their team. Exactly. It's never can, a direct connection, but the 
they, for a politician or something. They can get the stuff they need or get things done that they need to get done. But I think that's more street level stuff because I think by the time, like let's let's just say like uh, I'm not even going to name a politician because I don't just even want to get into that. I don't yeah. want to get on their list. But let's just say that that some somebody was close to spilling some stuff about him that could make him, you know, get kicked out of office or whatever. I feel like he could say something to somebody in not so many ways of like make this disappear. Mm-hmm. And then I think that guy would kind of pick up on that, you know, and understand, he would, spread the message further. Yeah. And then he could take it to somebody who could take it to somebody. And then I think in the end, you're just paying some some crackhead you know, to to go run over somebody in a car or something like that. You know, I, I don't think that it's a, uh, here's a here, here's a, a suitcase full of 50 grand and that guy's going to start assembling his 50 cal sniper rifle right there and go up on a roof and start scouting and stuff like okay. that. I don't think that's how it works. I don't, th- I don't think that's how it works either. I think that's like almost like the fantasy version for them to have like a briefcase gun, you know, like where it's a sniper and they open it up and it's all the parts and they just screw it all together. Yeah. Take one shot, put it like away, put a cap on and walk out of the baseball stadium with their briefcase, you know, getting a diaper delivery truck. But think about this for one second. Who the fuck is going to hire a crackhead to do anything? If they want it to be done correctly, if they want the person to die, they're not going to hire some unreliable, unpredictable crackhead to do their bidding. That would be your last resort. Okay, so somewhere in between, I guess. Yeah, somewhere in between this briefcase sniper guy <laughs> and Big Al on the corner. Like, you you need somewhere in between. You need someone that's reliable. You need someone that's not going to squeal. Because, I mean, a, a crackhead on the side of the road, they, they're probably fucking crazy. No, then you take him out. Like, the bald guy, the, the bald guy in, in the SUV, whatever, the black Escalade. That, that's who told me. No, because then you, you clean up your loose ends. And nobody's so, going to miss the crackhead on the so street. So who are you going to get to kill the crackhead then? There's the, the other crackhead who then you need to kill after, <laughs> like slowly ridding the fucking corner of yeah, crackheads. No, like, you get another you, crackhead. You and need you, somebody. And you tell him that, hey, that crackhead stole your crack and fucked your girlfriend. And then you give him a bunch of crack and a rock. No. And then he goes over and d- takes care of it. With a rock. Yeah, a big rock. And then he doesn't no. remember the next day that he crushed his friend's skull in. I think what you do is you get a mercenary. Someone who is in the military a long time, mm. knows their stuff, ah. because there's people who who get paid to go to places and, and small groups or special forces guys, and they go kill people. They do shit for the government like that. Um, they're just mercs, you know, like ex-Marine, and they just are contract killers, basically. I say you get one of them. Because, I mean, if they're doing that shit for the government already, they don't care about the legality of things. Because the only reason what they're doing for the government is legal is because the government's pretending that nothing is happening. They're sending them to these countries to go take people out and then keeping it quiet and putting Sharpie all over the document, you know? Like, a, what is it called? Classified yeah, shit? Redact. Like, yeah, re- redacting all the information. It's just like under-the-rug shit. You could probably find some of those guys that are willing to just shoot one bullet, pick up their casing, and go. It's interesting to think 
if there is a subset of people out there and that's what they do and that's how they that's how they make their living. It's obvious. And, and who it is that has that's to be paying real. them. If like Jankum a, is real, the art of uh, fermenting your shit and then huffing it to get high, right. if that's real, <laughs> then hitmen are fucking real. All right, let's just get into favorite part. Okay. I think my favorite part is when 47... Uh, his sister and his dad, I guess that's the easiest way to say it, were driving away, and their car started getting harpooned in the middle of the street. That was cool. And they start rappelling down them as like guys in full armor with submachine guns. Well, so to paint the picture, when, when he says harpooned, they, they shoot like a little arrow, and it has a, uh, a metal cable attached to it. Mm-hmm. And they don't just shoot one. There's probably... 10 to 12 yeah. on different parts of his car. So the car can't move. Yeah, so the car can't can't move at all. And so they start rappelling down, and 47, he just hops out. And I, I, I obviously, his, his pistols are fucking sick. They're the silver whatever pistols they are, and he has two. So I like how he just, like, aims them, like, both out and is just shooting people. Like, he's, it's almost as if it's, like, equilibrium. You know, mm-hmm. where they can just like shoot everybody and they don't even necessarily have to be looking. That's what he was doing. He was doing no lookers. He was just showing off that he is a superior being to everybody else nearby and just handled it, you know? Like I liked watching that a lot. And one of the last guys who was kind of doing a zip line down the cable, he just shot the cable. And so the guy yeah, ended up falling on a car. Mm-hmm. Which which was which was great. My favorite part was you you got the guy who should have been played by uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. And he's um, running with Katya to the uh, the U.S. Embassy in Germany to get away from Hitman number 47. And so they take them inside the embassy. And meanwhile, Hitman 47 is just standing there, and you're not sure what's going to happen next. Well, next thing you know, you see him walking into the embassy, and he's about to go through like the TSA-type checkpoint. Yeah. So he puts his bag down to go through the x-ray machine, and he walks through the little metal detector. Of course, it goes off. And as, the, as he's opening like his, uh, his jacket to put his hands up and you see all the weapons in there, they're also seeing that he has like a badass sniper rifle yeah, the briefcase gun. In, in the x-ray, and their eyes are getting really big. But nothing happens there other than they just kind of take him into custody. So he's in a room, and they got his hands chained up. And uh, the embassy guy comes in and he brings his sniper rifle and starts talking about how great sniper rifle it is. And you just so happen to have this. And he mm-hmm. puts he puts one bullet on the desk and then he starts talking about his handguns. He's like, and, what were you going to do in my embassy? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to kill somebody. And, and you uh, have a girl. <laughs> and the embassy guy's like, look, I got the gun. I got a bullet. You're locked in here with me. And then Agent 47 is like, no, you're locked in here with me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, so the embassy guy had already put one in the chamber, I guess, to try to intimidate him or yeah. whatever. And then so after he said, no, you're locked in here with me, he knocked the table up, and it made the the round fired, and then he put his his chains from his like handcuffs up, and it, and it shot through those, and then he grabbed the Marine's gun that was in there and just started going to town. He just beat the fuck out of them. Uh-huh. One of them, he jumped, I think, on the table and like got like around his head a little bit and like slammed him on the ground. Then the embassy guy basically shat his pants four times at that point. Yeah, but uh, no, you're locked in here with me. And, that was a good line. And 47 had been like, I'm an assassin. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, an assassin. And then gets to see all of that and is like, 
Yep, that guy's an assassin. <laughs> I should not have fucked with him. Yeah, that was a good scene. That was I, a good I, scene. I really enjoyed that. All right, bucket of chicken. Um, I don't really know. I don't really have anything to give it to. I'm going to give mine to Agent 47. I really liked his character a lot. The actor is a character. The character. Th- that would be mine, too. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if I was going to give it to that or not. He was badass. There's he had all the skills. To to. He turned out to be, like, a good guy. He's this guy who was built to kill and supposedly isn't supposed to have any of these feelings or anything, but, you know, he he had some. Yeah, and he showed some. His character was great, and... If this would have been a movie of just him going out and doing things, but but with some interaction with people like that, I would have definitely enjoyed it more. I would have loved to just see him just doing contracts, you know. That would have just been my ideal 47 movie. But yeah, he gets my bucket of chicken. Yeah, same. Okay. I, I mean, there's nothing else to give it to. All right, score time. <sighs> I don't know. I and mean, I'm tempted to do 47 just because... Uh. This movie was very mid-range, mid-range to low-range, in my opinion. There's nothing special about it, but there wasn't anything that was, like, really bad about it. Did you think there was going to be anything special about it? No, but I thought it was going to be more fun to watch than it was. I'll do 47 for the novelty. Okay. And because it's around a score, I would have given it anyway. Less thought for me to put into it. I went into this thinking this is going to be a huge piece of shit. <laughs> and I really enjoyed the opening while you were snoozing next to me. I thought, man, this is this is good. This is much better than I thought it was going to be. I really hated the guy who should have been Henry Cavill. Thought he was just awful, awful, awful in this. And and I it was just a horrible, horrible casting. Didn't work on any any level whatsoever. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. Cool. I did. I'm glad. Uh, I'm going to give it a 77. Wow. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Was it a, a really good movie? No, it wasn't. But but if it was on the TV and I just need something in the background, I'd be more than happy to have it on again. I think a, a big reason why my score is low also is because I was expecting different. I feel like I do that a lot with You do that picks, a lot, yes. Where I'm like, I see some of it and then I expect something different. I expected this to be the Agent 47 show and it wasn't at all. Like, I had seen the part where they're escaping him, and he, like, pull, runs up, and he has a sniper. Like, I had seen, like, that whole section, and I'm like, this is awesome. Like, he's chasing these people, and then he hits this cool sniper shot, and the video cut before I saw that she lived. I thought he killed her, and I was like, dude, like, he's such a badass. Like, how does the fuck does he do that, line up that shot? So I was expecting... Like more scenes showing off his solo capability and just fucking people up and killing everyone. And that's what I expected. And I didn't get that at all, really. Yeah. Most of the time when he was like fighting in any capacity, Agent 90, his sister was there too. I don't know. I just, I found it cool when she used her like future seeing ability and then he would handle it. I found that partnership cool because that complements each other well. Someone, who's not really fighting, who can see the future, and someone who is a god at all things combat. So you can just be like, to the left, three seconds, and then 47 could hide and then fucking pull out his guns and shoot both of them in the head or whatever I said, uh, three or whatever. I don't whatever. Um, <laughs> interesting noise. Wow. You make some interesting noises sometimes. I, I wanted... I thought maybe it would be more like that, but then... 
she started fighting and and 47 is what anyone watches the movie for so i'm pretty baffled that it wasn't about agent 47 he was a main character but the fact that in that sentence i just said he was a main character and not the main character already shows the biggest flaw of the movie in my opinion it should not have been called what it was. This kind of reminded me of Terminator a little bit. And That's I know you you haven't seen the Terminator movies, but there's somebody that comes to protect somebody else. And so that's that's kind of what he was through a lot of this movie. He was kind of protecting Katia or Agent 90. Rather than Arnold protecting Sarah Connor. Yeah, similar. From what the T-1000 or whatever is called. Yes, yes. The guy who melts through the jail bars. Yeah, Terminator 2 is on my list, but it's like two hours and 36 minutes or something like that. And I just have a hard time picking picking long movies. All right, we got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 167 of Movie Muggin. If you would like to uh, keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. We also have a website, moviemuggin.com. You can go there. You can listen to episodes. You can click on the link to go to our merch store, check some stuff out there. It'd be a good way to support the show. You can uh, submit questions to Ask Jack, and you can also look up all the movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order. So if you want to see if we've done one of your favorite movies, man, just go on over there. It's uh, easier than scrolling through all of our episodes on iTunes or Spotify. Also, if you dig us, if you enjoy listening to us, sharing is caring, man. Let somebody know about us, okay? You could be the reason that they smile that day. And we oh. could be... The, well, we could be the real reason. Well, well, yeah, you could be the indirect reason why somebody smiled. There, there could be somebody who really has not been getting enough thoughts and prayers in their lives. And you know what Trump's thoughts and prayers? Movie mugging. That's so true. if you want to throw some movie mug in their way, do it, man. They will be forever grateful, I promise you. I guarantee it. So yeah, man, reach out to somebody, let them know about us. We would appreciate it. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. You have yourself a movie mugging day. Bye. If only I would have locked the bathroom door when I was masturbating.